everyone. I'm Jim Cahill with another Emerson Automation Experts podcast. It's been a few years now since we heard a lot about digital transformation and discussions between information technology or IT and operation technology or OT collaboration and convergence. The trend of IT technology making its way into more and more OT-type applications is accelerating exponentially. This trend brings unlimited opportunities to contribute to a sustainable environment, increase plant safety and reliability in these challenging times. I'm joined today by Vladimir Nitu to discuss how remote services enables the efficient adoption of digitalization at the plant level. Welcome to the podcast, Vlad. Thank you for having me, Jim. Well, it's great that you're here joining us. Let's begin by asking you to share your educational background and path to your current role here at Emerson. Sure. I'm a marketing guy, actually. You know, I have uh, studies in PR and communication, and I have a degree in um, as an electrical technician and uh, in the electrical field. And I have been driving business development activities for Emerson for the past years for lifecycle services programs, actually. And in the past five or six years, I have been driving um, a program around remote services. Uh, putting together a portfolio with our global teams and going to market with solutions for for our customers. So why are remote services important? What is the program all about? Well, many players in major industries have strategies on consolidating a remote operations model. And remote services is helping with the implementation of new practices for site maintenance, for site troubleshooting, uh, it's helping with new ways of starting up and commissioning a new plant or an installation. It's helping with reinventing the execution of a plant maintenance event, such as a shutdown or a turnaround. And our ambition is really to help customers achieve a state of a failure-free facility that is focused on safe, continuous operation. Uh, the program started with delivering condition monitoring for control valves and rotating equipment, uh, by sending device diagnostics to a cloud application and generating a report uh, which we regularly informed the users on health and condition of their assets together with some recommendations. And we shaped that into what is known as connected services, you know, following a data flow very common in the automotive industry to facilitate real-time insights on the condition of a vehicle. We transitioned that philosophy and applied it at industrial plants to help move to proactive and predictive maintenance. Later on, our deliverables expanded into the program today, which is delivering advanced expertise remotely. Okay, that's a good overview of it. So what are some of the challenges we are trying to solve with remote expertise? Remote support services and field services are converging, and that is a given for us. Uh, recent studies from TSIA in a document called the State of Field Service 2022 
actually mentions that companies that invest in connectivity and remote operations capabilities have increased gross margins by an average of 34%. And this is where we look at two elements as core in this transition to digital plant. We look at resources and expertise. These two are not always brought forward as critical factors in, in the digitalization process. But the reality is that staff today might need to develop new skill sets. New hires need to rapidly gain expertise. Uh, and for sure, the operation teams on site are experiencing also a generation shift. And all of these require niche support to make sure that the plant is not only not affected, but also improving output and performance. And, you know, operations are under pressure today uh, for a number of reasons, many of which our users might identify with uh, or even experience at their sites. You know, it's it's reactive maintenance, it's inefficiency in operational practices, it's suboptimal planning of a turnaround or, or an inventory program, uh, it's equipment failure, plan downtime, and finally safety. So in short, remote services helps drive a service channel optimization. Whether we are talking about a geographical challenge of having engineers visiting plants or simply need faster intervention and reduce all the costs associated with experts travel, um, it all ties into the availability of the expert. And the commitment is really that the subject matter expert will be available in short notice, always prepared, complementing the eye on site or the resident engineer. Well, that sounds good to have that kind of expertise available on short notice. So can you give some specific examples of how Emerson is leading or supporting with remote services? Well, an example, by executing preventive maintenance on a system remotely or performing recalibration on a control valve's position remotely, we reduced the need of our engineers to travel to the customer site. For that, we have built a network of centers called collaboration hubs across Europe from where our engineers can safely connect to our customers' assets. That means for us less exposure to our engineers on an offshore or an onshore platform or eliminating unnecessary travel and all the energy waste associated with it. But most importantly, it means that we can assist much faster and any possible issue that can lead to damage in the environment can be contained immediately. Another good example is helping customers adopt powerful computing applications, either in the cloud or at, this, or at their site, uh, in order to run free for diagnostics and analytics on their systems and devices. For that, we developed monitoring capabilities that can inform local teams in real time on which steam traps are losing steam, as an example, uh, therefore reducing CO2 consumption, or that the pump or a compressor is not performing properly and is consuming too much power. And we apply similar execution models on fiscal metering skids. We have a cloud-based application which is powered by remote engineers from multiple locations for multiple sites at the same time. We can also retrieve diagnostics from analytical devices such as gas chromatographs. And we can even deliver parts of a system upgrade remotely by using remote assistance in the planning phase. Yeah, that's an important part that you mentioned about sustainability in there. So it seems to me your examples support these sustainability efforts our customers are driving. Indeed, collaboration with customers changed also due to increased sustainability ambitions. 
as we all know, sustainability implies digitalization, decarbonization, decentralized energy sources, and the journey towards remote operations using remote services, it certainly helps with digitalization and decarbonization by, uh, by enhancing diagnostics and analytics results. And our sustainability strategic framework commits to solving for net zero in essential industries. And the monitoring and re remote support features that are embedded in our program uh, enhance our customer strategies for emissions management. Uh, it drives energy efficiency and optimization with solutions on steam loss. I mentioned capturing CO2. I mentioned reducing energy costs on rotating equipment and, and many more. Now, you mentioned remote services enabling the transition to digitalization. Can you tell us more? You know, the, the word remote is key there. You know, there are critical elements uh, that we need to deliver these services remotely. Um, first of all, we, we, we need connectivity models that are safe and flexible at the, at the same time. And here is where our latest announcement on boundless automation might give more uh, insights on that philosophy. On top of that, we need software applications in the cloud. Uh, we might even need on-prem hardware for edge data analysis. And of course, we need the data. We need the historical diagnostics. We need trends. We need time series and so on. All of these are or have been on the agenda of our users as part of their digital transformation journeys, some more successful than others. And having remote services associated with these technology investments means that a team of experts is supporting not only with advice on your equipment, but also on the integration and the best performance of these new digital features. There is certain consumption gap that occurs here. Uh, having a powerful cloud application or a smart device on site, like a new generation valve positioner, for example, but without the actual knowledge of using it properly, it could mean not using the full capabilities of those technologies. Yeah, that's a really good point. You could have that technology installed, but if you don't have the expertise to take advantage of it, that's, um, that's a problem there. You mentioned technology trends. So how do you see the future plant? What should our users be ready for? Many industrial plants are really on the verge of expanding and re-architecting their operations environment. Intelligent Automation Hub, starts to be a natural concept, we start to see collaboration from hub to hub on top of expert to Hackman. So uh, there are three aspects that adopting remote services will help you. First, very important, it will help you assimilate new technologies. As an example, we talk about the inevitable upgrades in how plants function generated by Ethernet APL. For example, sending data flows much faster than ever before, uh, we talk about edge computing, we have cloud architectures and many more. Uh, and having the local teams familiar and comfortable with someone connected remotely, trusting a cloud connection or a data flow, will eventually generate also a new mindset when new technologies will be implemented. Then uh, it helps with keeping the pace with the IT engagement. We have cybersecurity cyber standards, broad, always changing, upgrading, uh, you have uh, digital commerce, you know, you have the relationship between suppliers and customers changing to applications, communicating directly, uh, enhancing inventory management practices, not to mention Power BI's, analytics applications, you know, and many of us could 
could start be overwhelmed with, with all of that. And finally, it helps with preparing our users to run their plans in hybrid mode. Now, eventually, we will have to do that. And software as a service gains traction in all industries. Cloud applications will eventually be plug and play. And with 5G and safe wireless networks, we are really not far from managing a life process with reduced expertise on site. Those are some great points, Vlad. So what about the economics behind a remote services program? Well, Jim, I'm glad you asked. Actually, remote services will balance with traditional site services. As, as I mentioned before, they will not replace one another. They will literally converge. That means that costs will not vary too much. Investments in new technologies can become an operational expenditure, you know, an OPEX. For that, you see as a service models today for either software, hardware, or infrastructures, and we have all of those available. Uh, it is also highly scalable, you know, starting with a few critical devices like the control valves, then you extend it to process assets like monitoring corrosion in a pipeline, or even reaching out to a full monitoring program, uh, alarm management, full remote system support. All are leveraging investments already made most of the time. And moreover, it actually reduces costs with either travel or with the speed of an emergency intervention uh, by avoiding unplanned downtime at a higher pace. Well, you've made some great points throughout this podcast of really what are some of the benefits and how you can take advantage, improve sustainability, run more efficiently, just overall uh, getting better use out of your technology. So let's wind things down. Where can our listeners go to learn more and what do you recommend as the starting point for them? We have very good coverage on all our solutions in the media, you know, and on our emerson.com website, of course, you can find a lot of information on all of the solutions I just mentioned. But I will also recommend our users to challenge our teams with what can you do for me remotely terminology. All of our teams are well prepared to drive the discussion to the right expertise or to the right uh, subject matter expert and can support the program kickoff. As, as for where to start, I'd say you need to investigate your investments. Where do you already have smart devices? Where are you short on expertise? Where do you have assets in a planned maintenance schedule and always show no need of intervention once taking out of the process? And we did not talk a lot about connectivity models as we see that only as a step in the delivery. However, a cybersecurity assessment or an audit is always a good start and can also benchmark where you are from a VPN-ready perspective. It is a simple, low-cost effort that surfaces the avenues that we can take to start offering remote. Well, I hope our listeners got some good guidance there of some next steps to take to um, drive more efficient operations in their journey. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise with our listeners, Vlad. My pleasure, Jim.